Wait a minute, are we lost? Nah, man, we're wanderlost. <laughs> Ba da 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 da. Back in the USA. Back in the USA. Are you are you trying to do a parody of Born in the USA? Because that was horrendous. <laughs> it's just uh, a little doodad that I've been practicing for uh, for your return. But uh, as, yeah, as, you're looking a little someone... bit more blue. Maybe a little bit more red and white as well. <laughs> Look, as someone who was born in New Jersey, I'm, I think I can speak for all the New Jerseyans uh, and say that we're insulted by that impression of Bruce Springsteen. Okay? I'll, uh, I'll keep practicing, but I'm also just not that much of a fan of Bruce Springsteen. And I also was trying to think of other uh, classic 4th of July songs and not many of them are, are um, how do I say it? They're not as progressive uh as some of the other newer songs out there so but that sure. was the song that came to mind uh, Beatles ussr but you know oh that would have been completely, <laughs> completely <laughs> off exactly i guess you've got party in the usa i mean you did have to hop in a cab no i didn't from no, LaGuardia. i didn't go to laguardia <laughs> oh okay Your dad picked you up at newark liberty airport no my dad picked, oh, dad dad picked me up in boston yeah in boston oh good and, he, and, he, and he promptly got into a car accident as we were pulling out of the station right did he actually yeah he, he little thunder bender rear-ended uh some lady so oh welcome back to the usa way way to come back um, <laughs> as you guys have heard, that we have a special guest here for episode 11 of the Wanderlust podcast. Welcome um, back, everyone. Yes, welcome back, nation. Welcome back, uh, Wanderlusters. So good to have you here. Still listening to us two buffoons wax eternal about our travel stories with some of our guests. Yeah, this week, our guest is... Uh, some near and dear to my heart, uh, roommate for what, like 18 years of our lives, something like that. Sheesh, um, who could it be? <laughs> um, you know, someone very close to me. Some might even call her family. Um, oh, wow. Yes, the, the beautiful, the illustrious, um, my sister, Michaela Matola. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here with you two, peas in a pod. <laughs> <laughs> Michaela, so good to have you on the podcast, and it's been ages. Uh, I actually have met you before, uh, way back <laughs> when. <laughs> Probably in like what, 2013? Yes, it yeah. feels very long ago, but it, it's good I to think see you. Guys you guys were in middle school. Yeah, it must have been some sort of camp situation. Camp, yeah, yeah, yeah. Situation. But um, yeah, how are things? What are you up to? Things Do you are good. Give a little introduction to everyone listening. Yeah. So pretty basic. I just, you know, just graduated college in May. Congratulations. Thank casual, you. very casual. Ca- very, very casual. You know, just graduated with a degree in basically communications, but we're working towards bigger and better things right now. Um, chapter closed. And chapter, chapter closed back. I'm actually now going to be having the least amount of travel that I've been doing in the past four years. So I've been going out to school in Arizona and 
as, as much as like people think it's easy to travel in the U.S., going back and forth to school is like a full-time process. It took like a full day of traveling, five, up to like five to seven hours between getting to the airport, going through security, getting on the plane. Then it's a four and a half, five-hour flight across the country. And then again, through all the airport Jeez. shenanigans. So coming home and going back and forth, I've, I feel like I'm going to be doing the least amount of traveling I've done in a long time. But it's almost like I've been traveling, but not really going to see or going anywhere fun or really anything interesting. It's, it's, it's been feeling more of a mode of transportation than an activity for me. You've been getting in the, uh, the flying metal tube and then going to another location. You don't really see anything along the way. Have you, right. have you done that many road trips from like the East Coast out to Arizona before? I haven't like done one. I haven't done one. I yeah. didn't. So oh, wow. I originally. <laughs> so Lee, originally, got her, I, I was got the one beat. who actually, I, I was the one who did the road trip that she was meant to do with her car across the country. Yeah. So <laughs> once, once again, Lee got roped into doing the dirty work. It's okay. <laughs> There's certain responsibilities that you get as the older sibling. Some things you just, you are voluntold to do. It's all also, about that journey, not the destination, though. It, it definitely it is. Work that you're roped into as well. Also, being a brother. Yeah, yeah. being an older brother. A little Aww. sister card. I'll make sure to throw <laughs> some, some sound effects in there. Aww. Aww. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Michaela, very happy to have you on this 11th out. Ad- oh, no. Is this the 12th episode? Whoa, whoa, whoa. We're not on 11, my friend. We're on 13. No. That's not that's not even true. 14? Shut up. You you know you're wrong. Okay. Maybe we're small. somewhere we're somewhere <laughs> in the double digits. That's that's the important part. <laughs> Big step towards the the 100 episode mark. Right. So, absolutely. Baby steps. Every every <laughs> learn step forward. Yeah. <laughs> got to learn how to crawl first. Do- got to learn how to crawl first. I think we'll be walking once we we get into 30 or 40 maybe. Right. You guys are just lifting your heads up. Your newborns. Mm, yes. This, I don't know how this got into some <laughs> weird lengthy analogy about the, the growth of a human, but we're just, we just record podcasts. We just talk to people. That's, that's all that's happening here. Um, <laughs> so obviously as an active listener and friend yes. of the pod, you know how this works. You come on, you tell us some stories. We razz you a bit. We check some facts. <laughs> Razzle dazzle. Indeed. Uh, and we usually like to start off with a curveball question. Now, uh, this is kind of one that I come up with on the spot, but uh, do you know, you know the film Edward Scissorhands? Have you ever seen yes, that? Yes, with Johnny Depp. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. the one. An absolute now, classic. My question is, like, let's imagine, let's, let's enter the theater of the mind for the moment and imagine that you had to be like uh, Michaela something hands, but you could only choose between forks or spoons. Mm. So you're going to be a Michaela like spoons hand or fork hand. What, what are you choosing and why? So this is kind of giving me like a reminiscent of last night when we were doing like a fuck Mary Kill situation when you picked food. Mm. You kind of have uh, to yes. like life or death situation. What could you live without? And I'd have to say I'm going to go with fork because I could use the edges as also kind of a nice. You could stick it. You can, you know, use mm. a lot of things. You can scoop that has that little backing and then, you know, you can sorry sorry what are you what are you doing what are you, what are you doing is it mark <laughs> oh <laughs> <laughs> with a spoon i feel like it's soft it's got the curve I mean, it's really only good for 
things that fit into the the circular aspect of the spoon. And I feel like with forks, you can stick things, you can cut things, and you can scoop things. As we saw our dad last night use a spoon to shuffle food onto his fork. You're really coming at this from a practical standpoint, I see. (laughs) I'm I'm quite surprised. (laughs) A lot of thought has gone into this before. (laughs) Clearly. Yeah, have you been experimenting with like forks as as fingers? I don't know. I I just feel like as like a college student, I don't always, didn't always have. Michaela, you're not a college student anymore. You graduated. As a (laughs) middle A graduate. As a college graduate. There it is. Uh, a young adult, I've experienced the feeling of not wanting to do dishes. And sometimes you run mm-hmm. out of utensils and I'd rather have a fork than a spoon. Interesting. Damn. It's because I've run out of forks a lot of times and had to use spoons. So A true travesty. <laughs> you heard it here, fo- folks. Forks for fingers. The most <laughs> practical way to live. <laughs> We'll be uh, we'll be photoshopping some <laughs> some forks on fingers later and adding putting it up on the Instagram. What what would you pick, Lee? What would you what would be your go to? I think I'm gonna have to agree with Michaela here. I think the fork is just an all around better utensil. Um, it's a lot. There's a lot more options. I think we've we've kind of covered the the whole gamut of what one can do with a fork finger. Um, and spoon fingers, I feel, would honestly be a little bit more off putting because if you think about it. Like the tines of a fork are just kind of like the fork's fingers. So it's like mm. uh, it's like a tiny hand at the end of your finger. So, you know. Okay, I see. It's, it's less anatomically uh, <laughs> freaky, perhaps. So I'm going to curveball your curveball question here. I'm not even going to answer your curveball question. I would go pan hands. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Why would I focus on individual fingers with forks or spoons <laughs> when I could literally have two pans for hands? Think about it that way. You could, but, you could heat them up. I some eh, I know. Just don't 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 put too much thought into this one. All right. <laughs> Get someone else to help you out. Your 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 hands are hot. They can put some eggs in there. You can sizzle them. You can do that sizzle action if you're frying eggs. Also, if someone's breaking into your home. A perfect <laughs> self-defense weapon. Um, and you can also catch rainwater. So if you're sleeping and you're camping, you can you can catch <laughs> water in them and you can slurp slurp the uh, water as as Michaela did. <laughs> but with your pan hands. Um, yeah, uh, you don't really have to worry too much about the idea of driving or any of these other <laughs> practical aspects to your daily life but maybe you could go swimming with them you could also honestly they it would make like really good paddles so. yeah so I, I think it's a practical uh scenario to have pan hands so i have i have one question for you what happens when you give someone like a third degree burn are you paying for their hospital bill or are they with your pan hands <laughs> all right moving on <laughs> all right that's 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 a good Mitch, question. Mitch actually lives in uh, the UK where there is no such thing as hospital bills because they have socialized medicine. <laughs> this is right. true. This is true. And if I was living in the US, I'd probably sue. That's what I would do. <laughs> all right. Well, this is, after all, a, a travel podcast. And we brought you on here because we'd like to hear a little bit more about your travels. Now, you know, as family members, we have done quite a bit of traveling together. 
but there's actually some places that you've been that I've never been to and some really cool experiences that, you know, while we heard about them back in the day, would love to revisit. Mm -hmm. So what, what do you, what stories do you have to share with us today? Today, today I'm gonna, I really want to talk about going to Thailand. I went to Thailand in Mm. 2015. Um, It was around my 16th birthday or I was turning 16 in April and you know everyone was having like sweet 16s and I was kind of debating on it I was like yeah I really want one but I'd always kind of wanted to go to Thailand so I made this wager with my parents can I go on a service trip to Thailand instead of having sweet 16 and they'll pay for it and they were like duh one because if you obviously all know Lee and you, you probably know a bit about our parents they're all travelers and they really love giving us that experience to go and see the world so of course of course it was kind of like a you know a double it was a win-win it was a win-win for for all of us situation they didn't they didn't have to pay or organize a 16 year old like sweet 16 zillas uh party which i imagine you would have i would have been yeah so i've i've kind of gotten these nicknames along the way as like each event that happens and um, um i get a little I'll talk about it a little bit more later, but I get really bad when I get stressed out. Like I'm, I'm a raging bitch. Um, so oh. Oh. <laughs> when, you know, I was, I was given the name Gradzilla on my own graduation. Gradzilla. So do you Gradzilla, think that, do you think that has to do with uh, organizing? Do you think it's kind of like a, you want everything to be perfect and kind of run smoothly because I know that previously Leah has mentioned that when he's in holiday vacation mode, he goes full on dad and really just wants to be punctual, wants to make sure things run smoothly. And if they don't, he gets the uh, the dad grunts and kind of paces back and forth, clenching his. I'm I'm gonna have to hands. say that that was a a uh, Pav- correct me along Pavlovian thing, not maybe um, that we've learned from our parents. Oh yeah, yeah, we yeah. definitely. Yeah, like the dog when you know when he when he has that instinct when you hear the bell and you come running, you know you learn so many of your um, character traits and behavioral traits from your parents. So I think growing up and traveling with them, our mom is a a a, a punctual traveler, very prompt to, and it's definitely sunk into both of us more than we'd like to admit. This one is definitely a nurture, not a nature. <laughs> yes. Interesting. So Thailand, is was this only you that went or was this the entire yes. time that ended So up? this was just my own trip. So I went with a program called GLA, Global Leadership Adventures. So half of the trip, I was there for two weeks and half of our time was divided between exploring, explorations, and the other half of the time was teaching English to Thai children. Cool. So it was overall, I was going to be getting a experience to travel and take in culture, but then also feel like I'm giving back to a community and really integrating in the culture in a different type of way. Totally. It's like definitely very similar to the stuff that, that we did with the globe. Yeah, the place that we worked at. In the West Indies in South Africa. Yeah, 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 definitely. That's cool. So a little bit of travel, a little bit of service work as well. You get the whole whole pie. You get a little bit of everything. The whole pie. But to start this trip off, it kind of started off unlike any other trip that my mom would like to admit. So I was really excited. I've been packing for weeks, like 
I had my clothes laid out. I was, I was ready to go to Thailand. Like I was ready to go like two weeks before I even had to go. And my mom's like, you should really reach out to the people that are from like the New York, New Jersey area that are going with you, like see when they're going to the airport. And I'm, I'm going into, this is the summer going into my sophomore year or junior year of high school. So I'm like, mom, that's so embarrassing. Like, why would I talk to people I don't know? I'm not going to text this know. kid, like that's this ridiculous. random guy that I don't know. That's <laughs> so embarrassing, mom. He's going to think I'm so weird. Like, it's just, it wasn't the right. I was just feeling like an awkward teenager. And she was like, just do it, please. And I was like, okay. So Understandable. I this, yeah. yeah. I texted this one kid and I was like, hey, what time are you getting to the airport tomorrow? And he was like, hey, uh, I'm on my way to the airport. Our flight's tonight. It's at, nope. it, no. it's at one, o'clock, <laughs> one o'clock in the morning tonight, not tomorrow afternoon at one. Oh, Jesus. Oh, fuck. The classic AM PM shuffle. Oh, Jesus. So this, and that wasn't even my, this was my flight from JFK to Hong Kong. I hadn't, I had to then, so had I missed this flight, I would have been behind the whole travel schedule of everybody else in my program by two days because of the time change going forward in Asia. Oh no. So I would have showed up in Chiang Mai by myself, Hong Kong and Chiang Mai by myself. So at this point, I had two of my friends over at my house and I'm like, okay, you guys need to call your mom and she needs to come pick you up from my house. Like, I'm sorry if you have to stand outside and wait for her or you can even stand in my garage and like close it, but we've got to get to JFK. It's eight o'clock at night and my mom's like freaking out already. So yeah, dare I you, say you, it, mom was right. How Perhaps. dare you? How, how fucking dare you say something like that? Like About my, our mother. Like she was right? Are dare you kidding I say me? it. Our whole, our whole teenage existence was predicated on the idea that that was not true. No, they're right? never right. They're never right until they, they are. Know, until they are right. They don't know anything except for everything. all the things that they know. <laughs> I feel like parents always secretly, even when we don't admit it, you know, we'll walk out of the room and then parents are just like, they'll one day, one day they'll understand. <laughs> and slowly and sadly, the older you get, the more you realize it. And it's harder to swallow. Like, yeah, they were right about this. Maybe I should have listened to that. And so, like, I, I assume that at this point you were freaking out. Yeah, I was really nervous. I mean, I was already um, taking this big chance of by myself as a 16-year-old going to Asia without knowing a single person. Definitely. I mean, I knew there would be people in my age group. But, yeah. I mean, you can only hope that you get along with people in those situations. You That's never true. know. It could be a really talking yeah. situation luckily for me it wasn't but mm -hmm. it's not always it's not easy to travel people get stressed out things annoy people in different ways and especially in a new group of people you kind of want to be a little bit more like reserved you're not as comfortable as if you're like traveling with your family and and, and something goes wrong you don't feel like you can be like as authentically dramatic maybe you don't oh, want people Michaela, to think you're crazy. I, I, you have a talent Youth. of being both authentic and inauthentically dramatic so uh, i wouldn't worry about oh, that oh i definitely i agree with you Michaela. i feel like there whenever you go traveling whether any type of traveling whether you go do like a leadership program in the states or abroad or whatever i feel like there's those le the levels so based on how long you're there like after a certain amount of time people kind of will like take a layer and like peel it oh. back to people yeah or like a mask so you take the ma the initial mask off then you've got another mask and then eventually you get down to the core and you're like this is me this is exactly. the truth me and it's kind of funny because you feel like going to those trips like you don't know anybody and then you come out of these trips in a way like in this kind of you just become instantly closer and you bond over things that are uncommon to 
both, everybody around in the situation. Mm. Yeah, it's, I mean, the best way to make friendships is shared experiences. And when you're doing something that extreme, like living together for two weeks on end, spending all the time together, you're just immediately building some very strong foundations for friendships. And Definitely. I didn't even know this going into the trip. I, I found out later being on the trip with, you know, the kids I was on the trip with that a group of them had already been on a previous trip last summer to Peru with the same program. And they all kind of arranged to, to do the next one to do Thailand together. So oh, I was so you coming, were kind of the, the lone soldier. Like I, I was one of the lone it. soldiers, but I oh. felt almost more integrated into the group at some point than people that had already been there. But sure. I'm, that's, that's just right. kind of my personality to put myself full force into any experience so when you found out that you needed to be at the airport and you told your friends to leave you, you probably didn't say it as calmly right you're probably like get was, the fuck out get out <laughs> get out of the house I was like you guys really need to call your mom like I don't know what to tell you so we're driving to the we're driving to JFK and my mom's freaking out because she doesn't like to drive to like the city Mm-hmm. And my dad was in the city for a, like a Work networking, some, some type of he business. Was, he was a businessman. He was doing business, okay? He was a businessman. If that's so, what he really does. Yeah. <laughs> so we get to the airport. I didn't mean that in like a weird way. I meant like. <laughs> yeah, it I, sounded really weird. It was, no, I just, like I know he, that you're, never mind. It, but I, <laughs> I, I would like to, for the record, for everyone listening, I wasn't s- suggesting that in a weird way. I know that your Ooh. father has a profession that cannot be spoken about all the time. And honestly, I might just yeah, cut all this out. Now. I he's might just cut all of this out of the podcast. Nope. But Michaela, I'm not going to allow that. I'm, I'm, bulldo- allow that. I'm bulldozing straight through this. Just, Michaela, please continue. <laughs> so we get to the airport and, you know, it's it's basically empty because it was like a Wednesday or a Thursday night at like midnight in a terminal for Hong Kong Air. International or International travel. travel. Yeah. So I go up to the gate and this guy is like, Matola, is your uncle... Tony like do you have an uncle Tony I'm like my dad's standing uh, right next to me he's like yeah that's that's my cousin I'm like I don't even know who cousin Tony I don't even know who this is cousin he's Tony. like he was like they were having this whole conversation I'm like yeah great my uncle Tony that I've never heard about until I'm about to <laughs> board a flight to Hong Kong so dad, dad and this guy keep talking and meanwhile the clock is ticking and no one's bags have been checked there's no <laughs> check-in but you know we gotta have a conversation about cousin Tony this cousin seems like Tony. a real dad thing as well just like hey Tony yeah I know Tony yeah, yeah Tony my cousin oh I love Tony <laughs> but it was all fine I get to the gate you know I'm I'm sitting there I meet up with the other two you know kids students I don't know at the time we were students. travel young pals. adults young travel travel pals travel um, pals. waiting for the gate I pop like three melatonin and I have like the window seat in between this this couple mm. so I just pop three melatonin and I pass out my whole entire flight to Hong Kong which is like 12 hours that's a rough 10, yikes 10 hours I got up once, but I, I honestly probably like over drugged myself with melatonin to stay asleep because if I, I have this thing where I can fall asleep anywhere. I can fall asleep on a, a plane, a train in the middle of a loud party if I'm tired enough. Honestly. Oh, I can certainly relate, Michaela. I can certainly fucking relate to that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I could put a montage of all places that I fall asleep weirdly. So I, but if I wake up, I'm awake. Like it's very hard for me to go back to sleep. 
So I knew had I not slept this whole flight, I would just be like three more hours, five more hours, six yeah. more hours. And then thinking about the fact that I've already been on this plane for like seven, eight plus hours. Yeah, definitely. So that was fine. You know, we got to Hong Kong and it was a beautiful airport. Stunning. Like, I don't know what I was expecting, but it was like two stories, like marble floors, stores, like designer stores inside of the wow um airport was really nice beautiful stunning then we all got together and we met like another group of people because there were two main ports that people were flying out of california and new york so we met up with the california group and then we all got on our flight to chiang mai wow that's pretty like crazy i've never i've done some like uh interesting layovers meetups with people in different airports but that you know hong kong is definitely one i'd love to see um, I've heard good things about Hong Kong airport as well. Cause I think we have a couple of friends, um, that we've worked with before and that I think, I think it's Hong Kong, but I think coming from Australia, they always have to fly through China and then they have like long to get like the cheapest flights as well. They have super long layovers in China, like in the airport, but it's like never that bad. Cause there's so much to do in the airports cause they've got so much going on. I'm like almost pretty sure they have like spas and places you can get massages and there's like specific stores and pods where you can sleep so comfortably. A pod. Like sleeping pod. Now like, at the Hong Kong airport. So like a sunbed, but without the lights and shit. You just the darkness. Are, oh God. I mean, if you're gonna be there for like a couple hours and you're trying to work through a time change, not a bad. So you know, we've talked a lot about your travel to get to Thailand. Let's let's hit some of the highlights of your of the trip itself. Right. Oh yes, we've we've literally spent the last couple minutes just talking about what the first uh, fifteen hours of two weeks. Yeah, yeah. Um, so some highlights. I would just say overall, the people in Thailand are so nice. Everyone is really kind, and you can genuinely just feel a very overall calmness. Yes, people are moving fast, but it's they're all kind of moving in sync at the same oh. pace. But oh, very like calm. That you makes know? sense. Everyone's kind of knows what's going on. They've got their, you know, they it's tradition in a way, it feels like. Especially with the way that like there are so much um, like street markets and street vendors and everything feels local authentic and would you say it's kind of like an organized chaos situation 100 percent, exactly how you imagine asia to be chaotic it's a little bit more calm hmm. and the people are so so nice any good food when you were there some great food so one of our explosions excursions oh, excursions excursions yeah explosions <laughs> exploring while on excursion it's actually kind of a little explosion Let's do, hey, let's go for an explorer. We went into like the town of Chiang Mai because we were obviously staying mm. out um, outside the city and we had a cooking class and we made homemade pad thai and um, mango sticky rice. I love a good pad thai. I could have pad thai every day of the week and I wouldn't get tired of it. You can hold me to that. I and love pad thai. I've seen it. I've seen him eat pad thai every day of the week and he was quite active afterwards no no tiredness also the food in thailand is so fresh and healthy that everything i was eating i i was i was losing weight and feeling great were you were that you is like, a phrase right there throw that on a t-shirt <laughs> losing weight and feeling <laughs> fucking great 
That's pretty clever. I was going to try to gloss over that one, but I, that's, right. that, that's my mistake. We should have, we should have highlighted it. Um, in that, in that space, did you like try anything that you never would have initially? Like, I'm not sure, like as at 16, I was a pretty good eater that I had just broken out of my exclusive Eggo waffles, chicken fingers and pizza pockets. Yeah. And was eating better. But like at 16, the idea of like trying more exotic food still was a little bit uh, off-putting to me. So we did, we went to different areas. We were up in the mountains and there were obviously different markets and even by the temples, there's all these different street vendors. I did not, I did not have any like crazy animals. I didn't have any insects. Hmm. I just knew that I wasn't, wasn't ready for that. I just didn't want to get sick on my, on my first time being out there alone and you know, I just, I didn't, I wasn't mm. ready, but I think if I went back, I'd be a little bit more adventurous now. As, okay. Can you make a promise on this podcast that the next time you go back and have an opportunity, you will try a bug? Yes, I will try a bug. Okay. And we want photos as well. We want- like, I'll try every- like a chocolate covered bug. I just have to, you know. I'm like, I'm kind of interested in like the spicy, like crickets, the ones that are covered yeah. in spices and roasted. I bet those would be, I, I'm- the thing is, I feel like maybe bugs, it's the shell. It's the crunch. It's the, that's what is, it's kind of like. Oh, me, it's a texture thing. Out. Yeah. It's like the wiggling like, around. No, but these would be dead. dead. Yeah, these are dead. Oh, okay. Like cooked, grilled, summer, <laughs> even like dipped in chocolate. You're just. Spices, candy. There's like candy. Wait, wait, just want to go back for a second. You, you, you are wanting to just shovel live bugs into your mouth? No. <laughs> Mitch, you don't, I... you don't have to go anywhere for that. Let's Go to the common, <laughs> scoop up some ants, have a little feast. Going to town on it. No, but I thought, well, I mean, I guess Bear Grylls is an entirely different story here. I mean, that man will eat anything that... And drink his own piss. And drink his own pee, for, for that matter. But I know that I could have sworn that in Mexico, there's like a certain type of like worm that they eat that is like a delicacy. Uh, do you know what I'm talking about? Because I think... I think they're called, uh, let's see. Ah, okay. It's a, it's a worm that they also put in like tequila and, um, and mezcal as well. But our, our fact checkers have just come up with a, um, a, a identification. Uh, they are called gusanos de maguey. So maguey worms. A exquisite flavor and texture of a Mexican cuisine known for a salty flavor and crispy consistence. Yeah, and a I little kind of bit imagine of them throwing them on like those uh those little like what are they called? Fried onion bite, you know, those little fried oh, yeah, yeah. onion. Oh covers. yeah, yeah. That's kind of what I'm imagining that to similarity. Oh yes. That, could that be does sound tasty. Well, we <laughs> anyways, Michaela, you just got witness getting facts. So we, we all just got facts. So yeah, but yeah. Anyways, back. I just want to wanna just just want to see if anyone in the nation is keeping track. Has has have I ever been fact, or is Mitchell the only person who gets fact? I, I can't. This is actually a good question. I think you. I think I'm the one that's gotten fact mostly. I would be really surprised. Um, growing up with him, he doesn't really like to say things that he doesn't believe to be 100 percent true, <laughs> because he knows that we people will fact check him because he's so confident. And he's kind of built that up over the years. Like he's so confident in everything he says that we're, I, I don't even, I don't fact check him. I'm like, yeah, you're, you're probably right. Or you're a lot closer to right than I'd ever be. So we're going to go with that. This is why we, this is why we got Michaela on the podcast today. So we can hear all the juicy tea about Lee, all that tea 
about I've always been really interested in pursuing facts and truth from a very young age and then sharing that facts those facts and truth with everyone around me and you know I think that's really great because you've we've brought on a a, a diverse team of interns for fact checking and we're giving them the opportunity and you're also teaching them a thing or two along the way as well so I respect it. You're welcome, but team. I will. I will. They're all nodding their heads in the background. Um, but I will. <laughs> <laughs> but I will fact check you at some point. If not today, at some point, doesn't matter when, it'll happen. Only time will tell. Um, yeah, please tell us, <laughs> tell us about some other highlights of your, your, your trip, Michaela. Because I, I remember, you know, back, this is back in 2015. 15. So uh, the heydays of Facebook. And you come back, you wow, always yeah. post a big old Facebook like uh, album. Mm-hmm. And obviously the highlights was you riding elephants. Yes, that was honestly one Sheesh, of that is a my, strong post. Yeah, that that was probably I got more clout on that trip than I do in 2021 now. Well, Instagram's popular. I was popping back in the day when Instagram was not as cool. I had more likes and followers than I do now. I feel like I'm kind of saying, yeah. Wow. I got more likes when I was younger than I do now. Jeez. So you were ahead of the curve. Like, I went from getting like eight to 800 to a thousand likes on a post to now I'm like what? 500 to 700. Wait, what? 800 to a thousand likes on a post. Well, on my graduation post, I got a thousand likes. Damn. On Facebook <laughs> or Instagram? On Instagram. Holy smoke. So, I mean, you're pretty much. And like in 2017, I was consistently getting like. 800? 800 to a thousand likes during that summer what? too is that Going not grace damn we have we have someone who influencer. is influencer we've got yeah. a hustler i was i was getting thousands of likes back in 2017 and now i can't even get over like 500 in 2020 because everyone's all over instagram 500. oh no what a problem i'm fucking stoked if i can if i can get over 200 that's insane i mean do you not have a blue tick no i don't i only have 4,203 followers. Oh, no. Oh, my what God. A, what a what do you problem. Need for, what do you need for a blue tech? You need to be creating a lot more content. <laughs> I mean, and that's, you, need be, you, you need to be influencing. Should, we should have a blue tech at this point. You're goddamn right. We need a blue tech. <laughs> I mean, if you're looking at the posts, we're getting... Maximum engagement. Of maximum engagement. Followers. We're hitting every single industry out there i mean the the demographics have been covered (laughs) the our focus groups are highlighting our our best our best put out so we're we're doing well i will say let me so going back to riding elephants that's kind of where this whole yeah sorry we we, got on that post we got we we digressed because we were very interested in in all the oh this one Oh, it was less, but it was like two thousand. Yeah, no, but um, clout was had. I was, I was, I had Fucking a lot clout, more back dude. in the days. I feel like, but riding elephants was it was really cool. So we had first we we went up, we drove into the mount into the jungles, up into the mountains, get to an mm-hmm. elephant sanctuary, and we it's like a two person ride on the back with like you know um something on the elephant, like a pram, like or... a pram, like like a seating we weren't yeah, sitting yeah. directly on the elephant don't Not yet don't ride elephants bareback oh i did oh do oh. ride elephants bareback so we wow. did those, we through the jungle we got to ride the, we had them in the secure like we were in a seat and yeah. then after we rode them we took them down to the river and we bathed them oh cool and then 
when they got out of the river, then we were able to ride them like bareback just around like the quarters. That's cool. And all that stuff. But That's super fun. I, I never splish bath, splish splash, giving the elephant a bath. I got a little kiss. Splishing, splashing. Yo, we'll kiss from an elephant as well. Kiss from an elephant. Oh, that's, that's going to be. Oh, adorable. that is adorable. Just for and everyone. You will, you will all see that. Photo. That is go- That is going to be the photo yeah, post for sure. We'll throw that up. But we'll also have to Photoshop some some forks into your fingers. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we can Photoshop me with fork hands with the elephant. Yeah, no, I yeah. think, why not? Yeah, I yeah, think definitely. the elephant would have liked it. You know, it has very coarse <laughs> skin. It definitely would have Fair. enjoyed the scratch. A good scratch. Of, of <laughs> this is true. Yet, a, yet another use for fork fingers. Scratch fork your elephants. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, oh, I'm going to plow. I'm going to plow straight through that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you will. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can't fathom how big an elephant is. Elephants are, are massive and I can't imagine being next to something like that. They just must be so big. So big, but like too few and, and more. I mean, they're obviously they could kill you. Their paws, they're 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 huge, but they're those big old elephant very, like, paws. Docile animals. <laughs> gentle giants. They are gentle giants until giants. somebody tries to take off their you know, the tusks. No mm-hmm. shit. They're gonna don't do that. They're gonna come for you. We That's are anti. Cool. We're anti uh, ivory poaching here on uh, Wanderlust. No question. Full on. But I would say the other highlight of the trip. I, I'd say the two highlights of the trip would be the elephants. I. I mean, you can't really experience something like that unless you're in a place like that. And if I hopefully have the ability to go back to an Asian country, I'm a hundred percent making sure I do that again, because if it's still a highlight of my trip from 2015, it's definitely something that I really enjoyed and would love to do again. Totally. The other highlight I would say is definitely the teaching the kids. They were so genuinely excited for us to be there. And I mean, so sweet. And they would just hug us and run up to us. And even for me, I mean, I've grown up having a horrible learning disability. So reading and spelling has been a struggle for me my whole life. So it was, oh, it felt really good to be able to have the ability and to offer the knowledge to those kids of just like simple English, because I understand how hard it is. Yeah. I understand English, how hard it is in a different aspect than most people do. Mm-hmm. Mm. So I feel like I have had a very strong level of compassion and patience. It really did make me confident in that aspect. I think I've kind of been lucky. I've grown up with this air of confidence to me and maybe it's a facade in some ways and other ways I it's not. So. Yeah, but I'm not confident in every situation, but you have to act Who like is? you're confident. Who is? But I mean, mm. I would say that was probably the most intimidating part for me, not even going to, to Thailand by myself. It was, I was nervous that I like, wasn't going to be able to teach them because I was like, what if I mess up? I don't want to teach them the wrong Mm. thing. I don't want them to be learning dyslexic English. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like that would would be a trip. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) But leaving the, leaving that experience, did that give you a little bit of confidence to be like, sweet? Like, yeah, Yeah. I can do this. It definitely has. It definitely has. And that's why, uh, I mean, at the end of the day, that's kind of why people do this, do these things, you know, to, yeah. to learn something about a place, to learn something about yourself. And, uh, you know, yeah. we're all the beneficiaries of a lot of really cool learning experiences like that, that got us out of our comfort zone and helped us, you know. So well, would you say that you went unscathed on this trip 
with any besides for besides for that initial experience getting to Thailand? You went unscathed with the uh, with the bad experiences. I'd have to say it was overall a great life changing trip. I really don't have any bad taste in my mouth literally didn't have anything bad well well why didn't you this is a podcast about bad travel stories i there, so, there's nothing bad all right guys then i'm out i'm out <laughs> i get i suppose occasionally we need to have that glimmer of hope that people can have perfect trips as like yours michaela so that's that's great to hear that you know everything went well besides for the the slight hiccup in the the travel stress at the beginning so that's good that is very maybe good. if you guys asked me in 2015 it wouldn't have been so perfect but in my in my distant memory the trip couldn't have gone better the power of nostalgia wins once again <laughs> rose tinted glasses rose tinted glasses exactly well oh. definitely thank you for coming on and sharing your stories um yeah, it was really having me it was really cool to hear about thailand someplace i would love to go i don't think anyone's talked about thailand on the pod as well yeah or, so, or asia so always so, yeah tra- uh, trailblazer trendsetter classic michaela clout chaser <laughs> you said it trendsetter so. clout tracer and also a recent graduate in communication so anybody that is looking to hire you've got the perfect candidate on the podcast right now we don't just use this podcast as a way to share stories we use it as a platform for it's other networking <laughs> it's a networking opportunity hungry hungry entrepreneurs <laughs> um so now before we head out we want to we want we started a new uh set like segment okay on the pod it's uh we're doing bad reviews okay. of like places restaurants trips and since i've recently moved back home to the united states currently living up in boxford mass I felt it was appropriate for us to read some bad reviews from uh, the legendary uh, Asian fusion restaurant in the oh, local area. Baby. Cottage Shoe. No, no, no. China Blossom. China Blossom. Oh, baby. China Blossom. It is a Matola family meme at this point where any time we, we would come up here, the first night we were having China Blossom. So I felt it was only it was only right to read some of the reviews for China Blossom. Very much looking forward to this because after the last episode, it, it seemed only right to kind of carry this tradition over. And I feel like we never talk about the U.S. as much. So for anyone that's going to Massachusetts, I hope this is uh, this gives a little insight into your options for for well, cuisines and restaurants. I specifically chose the uh, one-star reviews because they were the funny ones. Yes, so, of course. Um, Lee will be reading these as I as I mentioned the dyslexia might might take a bad turn. <laughs> oh, okay. no. All right. Well, I guess I'll I will read them. So uh, three months ago, um, we have a review from Kyle that said, <laughs> "What up? The most horrible service in a food place I have ever received. Don't waste your t- money here. Uh, waste spelled waste like the body part." Um, oh God! They pick and chose when and who they want to serve. Super unprofessional! Exclamation point. Weeks ago, everything was fine. I call. I called today, and all of a sudden, they won't my order how I always order. Oh no! How does a food restaurant tell you what you can and can't order if it's on the menu? 
seriously should be shut <laughs> down. Sorry, if it's on the damn <laughs> menu, oh seriously, my God. should be shut down. I think I can read the second one. I'll go and try. All right, wait, uh, you want to do the response? So this is the response. If we recall correctly, the menu item you tried to order recently from us is something that we no longer offer. No, something that we have never offered. <laughs> oh. See, this is a bad turn. The, the dyslexia takes over where I read something, I don't read it all, and then I think I can just finish the sentence in my head. This is so that's they, an example of that. So Kyle's asking for something that was never on the menu to begin with. They said, we tried to explain when you tried to place the order, you must have... <laughs> you must have confused us. us with another establishment. Kyle's just Kyle's just uh, trying to order a foot long from Subway. <laughs> All right. So and this is this is another one from four months ago uh, from Miranda. This one was my favorite. Um, I think you'll find out why. Um, just ordered takeout. Terrible food. Zero flavor. And it came too fast. <laughs> what? I was wondering if they cooked it fresh. Everything on our order was cold, bland, small portions for the money. Never again wasting money. Too fast. Too fast. <laughs> Miranda, what? <laughs> <laughs> what did they like? Did they put the order in and then the person actually turned around and was like, oh, actually, here you go. <laughs> it's ready. <laughs> for, for Miranda? We knew oh you were my. coming, Miranda. Who complains about service being too fast? I mean, I guess like if you want to enjoy your experience a little bit then like you might feel rushed but miranda come on i think that i mean in america chinese food it comes fast that's the point that's it's it's like sit down fast food that's the point yeah fast food miranda come on miranda come on go to germany if you want slow service yeah go to germany if you want slow service come on kyle everywhere what's kyle asking for a hamburger like (laughs) like what the fuck Chicken fingers, chicken fingers, probably <laughs> hamburger, maybe a hot dog. Well, that was uh, so a little, you know, excerpt from China Blossom up here in uh, Boxford, Massachusetts. If you're ever up, I would recommend. I would also recommend do takeout. We haven't really, we haven't sat down there much. Maybe the experience just isn't what it used to be, but they so will deliver on their poo-poo platter. Get that poo-poo platter, dude. That that thing slaps. Would, so would you guys say that it is a decent place and that these are just a couple of unfortunate souls that most of the time when people put down a one-star review, it's just people that are salty, salty ordering things that aren't on the scheme, menu. In the grand scheme of Chinese food, I'd probably rate it like seven and a half yeah seven and a half and ten. sheesh amazing but for up here it's a nine we're in the middle of the woods so yeah this is this is this is what best you're, best you're gonna get yeah. oh i will take that though a seven out of t- i mean a seven is still like that's pretty it's high pretty good yeah, yeah the food's better than than miranda thinks yeah miranda Jeez, anyways man. um that's our th- thanks for coming to the the restaurant review one star restaurant review section and before we finish up, we would love to ask you for your pearl of wisdom. So from your travel experiences, just one thing you want to tell the, the nation, the one or lost nation. So you might get bullied or made fun of by your family or whoever you're traveling with if you're an overpacker like I am. But never, never stop. You'd rather be overprepared than scrambling around a random country looking for products or looking for mm. something that you don't have. Totally. I'd rather have everything with me. Totally. Here, folks. Overpack. There's the pearl of wisdom for the day. Overpack. Always be prepared. <laughs> be prepared. You don't want to bring one pair of pants because you might spill some sprat on them. And then 
Wow, that's a fucking callback. Yeah, I know. One, that's baby. a, that's a callback to episode one, baby. But yeah, no, thank you for that pro wisdom, Michaela. And thanks for jumping on the podcast. And yeah, thanks for having me. You are always welcome. And you're always welcome to join us and spill a little bit more of that tea on Lee. So that piping hot Lee tea. That piping that, hot Lee tea. Do you guys hear yourselves when you speak? <laughs> I'm just wondering. <laughs> I love it. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Okay. (laughs) But anyways, yes, thank you for joining us. Um, For everyone out there, if you have your own stories, um, of course, shoot us an email at wonderlostpodcast2ts at gmail.com. We would love to kind of do a little collab soon uh, with all the stories coming in. So please keep sending them in. Um, You know, if you have a friend that has a story, tell them to send us an email or maybe you can record them and then send it in and we can share it on the podcast. Um, And then of course, uh, we got to put the plug in for the Instagram page. Go follow us on Instagram, Wonderlost Podcast. Help us get help us get that blue tick, yo. We're, <laughs> help we're, us, we're close. Help us get that. Help us get that blue tick. And you know what? We might just have to hire Michaela as our marketing consultant on communications. We have so, a lot of interns for you to oversee. So yeah, be yes. a good management experience. Yeah, you can throw management <laughs> on, the, on the resume. So yeah, go give us a follow on Instagram. Uh, we're always trying to put out, uh, you know, more stuff these days. And we also have polls. We've been doing a lot of Wanderlust community polls. So it's go true. take a look at the, the Instagram page. Get engaged. Just get out there, guys. But yeah. Wanderlust. Get wow. Wanderlust. It's actually good to see my brother. Oh, that's yeah, it's been a couple, it's been that's some so, months. Oh, that's so oh, awesome. What a wholesome outtake. I am starting to drop tears from my eyes right now. I'm getting eye sweats. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Goodbye. <laughs> Wanderlust. I'm Wanderlust.